Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Storyteller Almanac podcast for the week of January 10th, 2021. My name is Mike Thomas. Thanks for tuning in. Today's episode is presented in a similar fashion or style, kind of like the way I used to do my old podcast, America Book One, about 10 years ago. Or if you're not familiar with that, and I don't necessarily expect you to be, maybe if I compare it or liken it to a more popular radio broadcast by the late, great Paul Harvey, the rest of the story, maybe that will make more sense. Let's begin. Michael was born in Georgia in 1929, son of Michael Sr. in Alberta. By age five, he began memorizing hymns and stating verses from the Bible. By age 10, he started singing in the church choir. As he grew up, he garnered a large vocabulary from constantly reading dictionaries and using his lexicon. One day at age 12, Michael snuck out of the house to go watch a parade. When he returned back home, he learned that his beloved grandmother had suffered a heart attack and died. Overwhelmed with guilt, he blamed himself for her death, saying that because he snuck out to go to see that parade, God punished him by taking away his grandmother. He couldn't handle the tremendous guilt. Hence, he went upstairs to his bedroom and attempted to take his own life by jumping out the second floor bedroom window. But he survived the fall. Michael recovered physically and emotionally, and life moved forward. At age 13, he became the youngest assistant manager ever for a newspaper delivery station for the Atlanta Journal. In high school, Michael became well-known for his public speaking skills. He went on to attend Morehouse College, where he played freshman football. In his last year there, at age 18, he decided he was going to enter the ministry so he enrolled in Crozier Theological Seminary. In 1951, he began his doctoral studies at Boston University. He also attended philosophy classes at Harvard University. In 1953, he married his love, whom he met while attending his latter college and seminary classes, and they eventually became the parents of four wonderful children. In 1951, Michael was doing a book signing for his first book ever, in Bloomstein's department store in Harlem, when a deranged woman, Azola Curry, attacked and stabbed him in the chest with a letter opener, narrowly missing his aorta. Michael survived that one as well. He became involved in all kinds of political and opposition groups, the Vietnam War opposition, civil rights causes, just to name a few. In 1964, he won the prestigious Nobel Peace Prize. In late March of 1968, Michael was attending a rally in support of a labor discrimination cause in Memphis, Tennessee. On April 3rd, he gave his public speech. He was booked in room 306 of the Lorraine Hotel, where he was staying while in Memphis. On Thursday, April 4th, 1968, Michael stepped out on the second floor balcony at around 6 p.m., where he was shot. Michael died about an hour later at the hospital. The man arrested and charged with the shooting and killing of Michael 
with someone named James Earl Ray. Have you figured out who we're talking about yet? Or perhaps this short audio clip to follow will help you figure out who it is. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Michael, you see, was born Michael Luther King Jr. But we all knew him as Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. As you celebrate the federal holiday on January 15th, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday, by the way, let us not forget all the accomplishments and differences he made and is responsible for in our history and culture. Well, thanks for tuning in today to the Storyteller Almanac podcast. Please subscribe and or tune in every Wednesday for the latest episode. Until next time, everyone, God bless and be good to each other. We're all we've got. Peace.